Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The new show Resilience is not what you might think about when you think about a dance concert. The show focuses on trauma with the idea of battling adversity through movement. Resilience is the work of the St. Louis dance company Madco. It involves four choreographers, each with a piece focusing on a different kind of trauma and response to it. One of the choreographers is Carl Flink. He's based in Minneapolis. His piece is about caring for his mother as she underwent chemotherapy. And he talked to our producer, Emily Woodbury, yesterday about his piece. Let's listen. My mother had two separate bouts with cancer, both breast cancer, which she she survived, and then lymphoma, which she survived for a number of years but finally succumbed to. And one of the things that... I was always struck during that process of working with her and helping her um, is the intense battle that a cancer um, patient has with the actual chemotherapy and various other therapies that go along with it, which often entail kind of the approach of injecting poisons or things that are bad for you into the body in order to fight the, the, the cancer cells. And that the treatment itself is an endurance and uh, an endurance event and struggle. And watching my mother go through that process multiple times, I learned so much about her human spirit and her ability to perpetually renew in the face of both mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion. That's choreographer Carl Flink talking about his piece, Riding the Maelstrom, which is part of the show Resilience at MADCO. Yet Carl says the piece is not about his mother specifically, but rather about the physical fight against cancer. For this work, he collaborated with a biomedical engineer and modeled that researcher's work using choreography. Carl explained to our producer, Emily, how he transformed his observations into choreography. So when I looked at this project, I, I didn't want to necessarily tell the story of my mother. I wanted to see more the uh, to bring to to the stage the idea of the energy around a fight against cancer, the intense physical commitment that it demands of the person who's who is going through this. So the way I approached it with this piece was actually to have a figure who is um, one of the cast members, kind of suddenly through just the simple gesture of kind of reaching for her body, realized that something is wrong inside. And then from that moment, she falls essentially back into or inside her body. And we watch the physicalization of the energy of of chemotherapy and the cancer itself. That's choreographer Carl Flink. Carl's piece is just one of four, and joining us today to talk about resilience as a whole and the year-long initiative that surrounds it is Belicia Beck. She's MADCO's interim director. Belicia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And we're also joined by Darrell Heisch. He's MADCO's education director. Darrell, thank you for being here. Uh, Of course. Thank you. So, Belicia, Carl's piece is one of four. What are the other three focused on? The other three are focused on different types of resilience. So um, the next piece in the show is called Cora. Cora's, this piece is by Lindsay Hawkins, and it's more about the loss of a pregnancy, mm. which is really hard. And it's um, there's actually the voices of a few people who did lose a pregnancy, whether it be from the choice of ab- abortion or not having the choice at all. 
Um, and we hear those voices yes. as, as the dancers are moving. Correct. You hear those dance, those voices. You're also going to hear our voices, the dancers who are in the piece, um, saying statistics about around abortion and around pregnancy loss, um, specifically in Missouri. Hmm. Um, the next piece after that is Art is a Guarantee of Sanity. Um, and that is about... Um, so yeah, I can name? definitely jump in. Uh, Susanna, Callahan, um, Susanna Callahan. Yeah, so she name. was an up-and-coming up journalist, and she began to undergo um, almost like a body transformation. Um, her, She wrote a book as a journalist. She started taking notes about what was going on with her body, and she created a book called Brain on Fire, and that actually became a movie. And, and our listeners uh, might actually remember Susanna. She has been on the show because oh, she, oh, uh, yeah, she's a Wash U grad, and, and her book yeah. is amazing. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so Darrell, so this piece is, is based on her work. Yes, yes, yes. And when we actually initially premiered the work uh, two years ago, she was able to join us uh, for the debut of the piece. So it was a really great opportunity to listen to her and hear her own experience about what she was going through, how her body kind of went into this catatonic state, um, and just her inability to live in her body. And that piece really works through that idea of how can you be sane without having your ability to be sane, you know? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah, that's, wow, this is some heavy stuff. Yeah. So and that's our, the third. What's yeah, the our final piece is called A Magnificent Gray by Natalie Williams. And this is a piece more about the different forms of grief and how people physicalize their own grief, but how it's also okay to have a support system and what it's what it looks like to have that support system and have we have a lot of partnering in this piece where we're leaning on each other or supporting each other, literally launching our bodies in the air and someone's catching us. So that piece is more about whatever type of grief you're going through, how can you allow someone to help you. Is that almost the note of optimism after some of the stuff that sounds so heavy? For sure. As dancers, what's that like? I know both of you um, perform in all four of these pieces. Mm -hmm. What is that like to have to be conveying these these concepts that are some of the most serious things that a human being will struggle with? Darrell, how do you deal with just how how fraught some of these topics are? Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of, (laughs) pardon the pun, but emotional resilience to be (laughs) able to not only emote the different pieces themselves, but to have that arc of the piece. You're going through so many different ideas. And as a dancer, we're trained to be able to just fall into character, similar to an actor. And so being able to have that training and just drop into these different pieces, we really get that emotional depth, which I think really helps to convey these messages to the audience. When you get to that moment where you're able to talk about or dance about um, other people supporting each other, does it almost feel like you're able to exhale? It does. I do think dance for all of us is a way of how we express ourselves without words. So it's easier for us to go to that place because it is a release. It is a form of um, like closure almost in a situation where sometimes you don't want to talk about it. And this is a way for you to allow your body to physically talk about it and release everything that you want. Now, I understand that this work isn't just here for this one weekend of performances, that there's an entire initiative built around this. Darrell, what happens after this, uh, the upcoming weekend of yeah, shows? Yeah, for sure. So Madco, we really pride ourselves on making sure that all of our works don't just end in the concert realm. So we take all of our works and turn them into one day educational programs that we'll take to middle schools, elementary schools, and high schools, depending on the program. So with the Resilience Program, what we'll be doing is taking different elements from the works. So we'll be doing excerpts of them to perform in schools, but then we'll also go into the classrooms and work with the students about resilience and what does that mean in their lives and how can they use different exercises that will come up for them to be 
just be more well-rounded, be more emotionally sound. Um, we, t- we tend to go to a lot of underserved schools mm-hmm. for students who don't get these opportunities, not only to see dance, but they don't get the opportunity to maybe have you know, maybe clinicians come in or, and of course, we're definitely not clinicians <laughs> ourselves, but we create a curriculum that best allows us to use dance as a method for healing. Give us an example. You mentioned you might be doing like an exercise with them, not a not a dance per se, but sure. it, what would that exercise look yeah, like? Yeah, so we do, we've done different things in the past um, with balancing. So some of our other works have dealt with mental wellness and how do you balance all the different things that are going on in your life. Mm. So we'll talk a little bit about that with the classes and then we'll maybe do a balancing exercise. So maybe we have them get on all fours and just try to take off one leg and take off one arm and see, you know, equate that to your life. You know, what happens when you take something out of your life that maybe has been keeping you stable and how do you balance with other people? So then we'll have them do exercises where they're holding on to each other and trying to do that kind of balance. And how important is that to have those people in your life to help you balance what's going on? So, you know, creating different exercises like that to help them physicalize the message that we're trying to bring to them. What kind of reaction do you get from students when you when you do things like that? You know, they love it. You know, mm-hmm. what's really nice about what we've done is that we work, we're able to do the one day program and affect the entire school. So we'll do a performance for the entire school, but then we'll go, each of the dancers will go into the individual classrooms from K to fifth grade. So we tailor our programs, of course, according to age level, but the kids just Again, because they don't always get that opportunity to see dance in this form, they're like, oh, wow, dance can really be an outlet. Us as dancers, we know how our emotions and how we like to use it for our own self-expression. But allowing them to use this type of movement to heal themselves and really be a coping mechanism, it's, it's so wonderful to see them that aha moment for a lot of these kids. Seems like in, you say you're going to these more underserved schools, mm-hmm. and these are probably kids that are dealing with trauma that, that we can't even imagine. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And we've been able to work with different dance movement therapists to get more informed, um, more informed training on how we can approach working with those kids so that we don't, we're not triggering anybody and we're not, um, you know, creating any additional trauma for these kids, but allowing them to work within the bounds of what they're comfortable with. Mm. So this show, Resilience, this makes its premiere at the end of this month. Is that correct, Correct. Alicia? The dates are the March 26th, 27th, and the 28th. It will be at Lindenwood University in the Jay Scheidegger. Scheidegger. Mm-hmm. I said it right. Jay Scheidegger nice. um, in the Emerson Black Box. So uh, it's really nice that we're at Lindenwood. We had an awesome opportunity to be a part of their um, students. I believe it's the Office, it's the of, Office student of Student Life and Diversity. Diversity. Student Life yeah. and Diversity, they have a Disability Awareness Week, which brings, um, which is really nice for us because we have a specific show that's just sensory friendly, where hmm. the lights will, we're not going to have a bunch of changes of lights, the music will be lower, and we have these awesome physic toys for them to feel comfortable in their space, but also be able to enjoy a live performance. Because that's not, um, that's not normal now, where someone caters specifically to this group mm-hmm. and but they a can theater see, would be yeah, set up but a with that in mind up, yeah mm-hmm. for them and we allow them to walk around and play with things which is it's just really nice to have that for them so is that that's one designated performance within that weekend correct at that um the sensory friendly performance is march 28th at two o'clock okay and so that's the sunday there's also performances on friday and saturday 
That's the Saturday one. There was okay. a performance Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay, gotcha. So a full we- a full weekend of yeah. performances yes. there. Yes. Um, and so tickets are now available. People can go to Madco's yes. website? Yes, www.madcodance.com. All right. Well, the show is called Resilience, and it sounds like um, there's just a lot to explore here. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a really great show. Yes. So, uh, well, Belicia Beck, uh, Madco's interim director, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And Darrell Heish, Madco's education director, Thank you so much for being here. Of course, thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.